Okay, welcome to another Behind the Host podcast. And today we are lucky to have Sally Kemba here. Sally has uh, Helmswood Service Departments, which is based in Red Hill. Uh, she's also a fellow host of a podcast and her amazing podcast just reached a milestone of 100 episodes, which I'm excited to speak about today. And that is the Serviced Accommodation Secrets podcast, which has helped me uh, you know, sort of get started on, on my journey into service accommodation. So I am so pleased to have Sally here. Sally, thank you for joining us today. And uh, yeah, how's, how are you doing? Oh, thanks so much for having me, Liam. It's brilliant to be here. I'm really well, thanks, really well. And um, how we got to 100, I don't know. Time just went, you know. <laughs> what, what an epic milestone. I mean, it's, like I say, you should be having a party hat on and uh, yeah, sort of doing a special, special episodes and stuff like that for the 100 mark. But yeah, it, how long have you been uh, sort of, let's, let's talk about the podcast first as we started on that. So uh, first okay. of all, Sally, just, just tell me a little bit about obviously how you got into serviced accommodation and then we'll move on to the, the podcast. Okay, so it wasn't really a planned thing, funnily enough. Um, but I'm an artist, um, it's what I've always done, and then, you know, freelance and that kind of thing, and always loved places to look nice, and, you know, inspire people with art, and um, we had kids, Pete and I, um, been married forever now, um, our kids are grown up now, but when they were little, I kind of just focused on them mostly, and um, I did various bits of my freelance work here and there, but um, my husband, Pete, he's been in um, corporate IT forever and um, wanted to do some different things. So he looked at doing property. I do a few other things as well, you know, multiple streams as we do. And um, so he looked at various property strategies, but actually service accommodation looked great to me. And it's more hospitality, obviously, than property. But yeah, so it... Um, I agreed to it and it was kind of my idea because once I get shown something, I get quite carried away. Um, and we did training actually with Progressive. So Momo, um, Mark Homer, um, brilliant community of people who are very like-minded and, and have a sort of can-do attitude. So it's really inspiring from a mindset point of view as well as you know the nuts and bolts of what's practical. And um, so we went on that journey. Um, 2016, I think, really, was when that happened. And then, um, well, I found that actually the theory was much easier than the practice. <laughs> As it often is, I'm afraid. Yeah. Of course. Um, not having had any experience of it. And it's all about people from the word go, you know, even finding the properties and we work with freeholders of apartments, which is brilliant, but forming those connections all took a while. We did mastermind and stuff and, and very much um, believe in training and mentoring, you know, getting, getting the professional advice and more and more, in fact, part of Hospitable House, I guess, is that we discover it's an amazing community all over, isn't it? All over the world. Um, so yeah, we settled on where we are in Red Hill in Surrey, really, because it's a very good sort of business centre. And so our main kind of clients are corporate stays, workers, that kind of thing. But obviously, we're quite near London too. Well, not obviously, if you don't know where Red Hill is, but we're south of London. So it's a really short train ride to um, London, Victoria, London Bridge. And um, we're really near Gatwick Airport too. So it seemed to meet criteria and, and yeah, we just have 
um, brilliant luck of finding this company to work with who are developers as well. So um, we just got started with the apartments really. And uh, so yeah, we're, here we are still now. I'm in one actually, because we've got some guest requests for special kind of arrangements for guests coming. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought I'd come. That's definitely that people focus side of things. So uh, you mentioned on there and, and we've had a similar journey in terms of the mindset around, you know, doing some training. How important is mindset about getting started for, for anyone who's listening and, and thinking, you know, what, I might give hosting a go. How important is that? I think it's really key and because it's not necessarily what everybody does. So you don't have social proof in the people around you of you know, your family, friends, maybe you've grown up with, um, of how well it will work. So people worry for you, you know, and you might have setbacks. Um, we had setbacks. It felt like walking through um, a quagmire at first. It's like, oh, will we ever get anywhere? Um, but you just keep pushing. And actually, if you just keep doing the right things, following sort of process of what to do next, and you have people guiding you, encouraging you, I think that really helps. So I do think it's very good to be in a community of people who know what they're doing mm -hmm. and um, support you. Because otherwise, you know, you might just give up and settle for less. And we don't want that for people. No, no it's having people <laughs> who are on a similar journey. And also, like you say, uh, people who are excited to be in the community, people who can share, you can share problems with and, uh, you know, find solutions together. So. You've obviously you've set up your apartments in in Red Hill. Uh, you've decided, you know, after going down the route of of training to to do service accommodation. You did mention that it's easier in theory than it is in <laughs> practice. So again, this this is so great because obviously uh, diving into your business, I know on your podcast, uh, you know, sort of service accommodation secrets. You're often looking at other hosts, so I'm loving getting behind uh, your business and uh, and find out a bit more about that. What aspects would you say? is something to consider when getting started and what sort of things did you, was easier in theory than they were in practice, would you say? It, well, I think you have to really decide at the beginning what you want to have as the performance of what you're doing and, and your vision for what you're doing and why you're doing it. I think that's really key. I think if you just kind of think, oh, I'll get a property and people come and stay, it's a bit too random. So I think you need a, a plan um, you know, what's the outcome that you want, um, not just monthly cash flow, which is quite often what, you know, short term rentals are meted for, you know, it's good uh, revenue, but there's a lot of work behind it. And so you have to think about what kind of lifestyle do you want to have as well? So it may be you want to get involved in short term rentals, but it might be that you want to have it managed by somebody else, not set it up yourself or if you do set it up yourself you will most likely want to outsource a lot of it so our cleaning team has been here this morning done an amazing job um, when you start out if you try and do everything yourself you'll have a really really busy job for long hours seven days a week um, and of course the customer you know the, the guests come first so you could hear from them at any point so uh, we did training to make sure we got um, VAs on board to help with our systems. And that was after being up and running for about a year. And now we've got a great team who cover a lot of the hours and they're brilliant. And uh, I wouldn't want to do it without them for sure. So 
Team is so important, isn't it? Team is just that's, that's one thing which we see reoccurring. That nobody's an island, and they need you know you need good people around you, hundred percent. Definitely. Uh, so if we fast forward a bit to you've set up your your service accommodations, obviously you've set up your business and and you're launched. You're, you've put the theory into practice. Where did the idea for the podcast come from? <laughs> so we'd be at um, various trainings or property meetings and things like that, Pete and I, and we'd be telling people stories of things. Oh, you know, this happened and that happened. And um, it just seemed a natural progression because people sort of said, that's really interesting. Oh, how did you, wow. And, you know, they were saying this would be really useful for other people starting out. And I guess because I discovered there were so many parts to, you know, service accommodation as we were running it, um, I thought, wow, it would be helpful for other people. And although there were some podcasts out there at the time, I kind of found it um, good for my progression and accountability and just to kind of get things off my chest a little bit as well. So it was very much about documenting what was happening at our properties, what we were coming up against. And, you know, I wasn't um, saying I was an expert out there, not by any means. It's just I'm a couple of st steps ahead of other people uh, so various people who I met are progressive, in fact, like Dylan Denicha, he's one who said, you don't have to be um, far beyond somebody else you're helping. If you're just two steps ahead, you can actually probably help them more because you've got more of a shared reality of what you're doing. And the same with people two steps ahead of us, you know, they were encountering things, um, I don't know, six months or a year ahead of time of us. And so it was like, ah, oh, so we could do that next. It's just sharing solutions really and inspiring each other that yes we can do this it's all good that's one of the things which you know you, you hit the nail on the head that you don't need somebody who's got you know 100 properties ahead of you you just need somebody who is who have gone through that same experience before you have and how they dealt with it and the lessons they learned and i know we talked about it on your podcast sally about <laughs> i was you know driving around and i think it was one of the late night shops at bnm to set up one of my units and i had your podcast on i think it was talking about like terms and conditions and how you deal right. with you know getting those signed and i can remember thinking this is really helping me it wasn't just the information but knowing other people are going through the same thing so um, and just knowing that there are people in the industry to reach out to. So that was really, really amazing. And one of the things I always think is, you know, having a community around you. I mean, that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, at Boostly, we've got obviously the hospitality community, which anyone can join for free, but obviously the Boostly Academy, which is where you can go in there and there's hosts, you know, yourself is in there, I'm in there who have gone through various experiences and, um, you know, we can share our knowledge with, with, with people and coach yeah. them along, can't we? So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anyone asks a question, so I've got quite an active WhatsApp group, you know, it's completely free. Just loads of people mm -hmm. can join it and ask anything. Um, sometimes people are really experienced and they can help other people or they might come up across, you know, come across something, especially during, you know, the pandemic, obviously there's quite a lot of what on earth do we do um, kind of moments, um, but new people as well. And I've got a Facebook group as well that kind of links in with the podcast, but I think the podcast was good in that if people needed some guidance through lockdown, especially I was doing lots of episodes as all the different guidelines came in and it was like really hard to understand some of them, <laughs> but others were fine, you know. Um, so I think it's really good to just help each other. And also uh, because of all the mindset 
learning books um, you know audio books and everything or listen to it's like the more you learn and sort of share with people the better you understand it yourself and you can kind of tip that out and learn more so it kind of builds really it pushes yourself to that next level doesn't it, it yeah. definitely uh, you, you you feel the duty to uh you know find out about the answers and help others at the same time so, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Amazing. So, I've always felt quite compelled to answer a question I don't know what it is I might not always know the answer so I just say I don't know I'll find out I don't always know everything obviously but it's useful to find out what people need um, and obviously guests need all sorts of things you really don't know what they're going to need next so it's yeah different situations crop up you can share when people are staying um, that you know we can help each other with one of the biggest problems when it comes to converting a looker into a booker for a direct booking is the trust factor. Whether you like it or not, your guest is looking to make sure that you are who you say you are. So how can you do that? Well, the number one accreditation and recommendation certification service in the industry is IPRAC. And I'm so happy to say that IPRAC is sponsoring this podcast and is the lead sponsor for all Boostly content. The reason why we partnered up is because I have been working alongside iPract for many years. I recommend them to every Boostly customer, client, and Team Boostly member. The reason being is that unlike other accreditation services, they are not just country specific. It is global and it is worldwide. They've got over 10,000 members and they've got over 250,000 properties, which means that you can display your IPRAC certificate on your website and on your socials and know that you are going to be providing that trust that your future potential guest is looking for. I reached out to IPRAC and I asked them if they've got a special offer for Boostly members. And so if you go to boostly.co.uk forward slash trust, T-R-U-S-T, you will go to a special Boostly landing page where you can book in a call and a demo. And if you sign up, you get a very special exclusive discount that only Boostly members can get. So thank you, IPRAC, for being our sponsor. Thank you to listening to this very short message. I hope that you go and check out IPRAC today. I hope that you go and join them, just like hundreds of other Boostly members have done, because it will help massively with you increasing your direct bookings. Right, let's get back to the show. I don't think there's another industry like hospitality, which has so many different, uh, you know, sort of moving plates to, to keep keep track <laughs> of, you know, from the guest side to if you've got, you know, if you're doing rental arbitrage or rent to rent, that side of things, there's so many different things to consider. And of course, like you mentioned, the guidelines, I mean, during the pandemic, all of the grants and all that stuff, all that information changed almost weekly. So having people like yourself who are sharing it on podcasts or, or in Facebook groups, it's just so important people reach out and uh, you know join these groups because you never know one little bit of information could save you making a mistake or, or save you hundreds of pounds or push your business forward so that's amazing and of course that brings nicely on to uh, you know sort of one of the new projects which we're both involved in which is the the hospitable hosts project where we're both writing a chapter in a book of uh, you know, 40 hosts from across the world, from people like Julie George in Australia to uh, Tia Castle in, in sort of Canada. You know, there's, there's so many different people across the world who are in that book. Um, tell me a bit of, um, you know, a bit about what got you involved in this awesome project and, um, you know, how you, uh, what, what it is, what it means to you to be a hospitable host. Okay, so 
the project was quite an interesting one because I think it was one of the first times I'd been out to public events last um, year. Was it last year? I think so. It all blurs into one. <laughs> That's just a blur. That entire two years just feels about five yeah. minutes and ten years at the same time. I know. So I met Jodie and I think I met you as well at the short stay show. One I wasn't, anyway. do you know, I had COVID. I was that one person who didn't turn up because I had COVID. Ah. Um, yeah, yeah. My, my, my business partner went, Donatas uh, Viscontas uh, went That's there. who I met. I'm yeah. so sorry, Liam. Yeah, so I, but I met Jodie anyway. <laughs> I do know that. And um, she was talking to me about her book project. And, um, you know, we just got chatting and things. And of course, Mark was there. Um, and he gets everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Mark Simpson everywhere. Good for him. Uh, so we were just chatting about it then, but I think I invited her to join our WhatsApp group. So she did with her sterling stays and everything. And I thought, oh, it sounds quite good, but you know how you kind of forget about these things. And then bless her, she kept asking me, and I must admit, the more I heard about all the people who were taking part, um, I kind of thought, oh, there's all these really well-known people from across the world and everything. Um, you know, I'm just in Red Hill. <laughs> and so I kind of fended her off a little bit. Bless You're her. putting Red Hill on the map, Sally. You're putting, you know, now I, I didn't know where Red Hill is until, until you came along. So yeah, you are putting it on the map. <laughs> oh, bless. So, and I don't know, I just had a bit of a, a busy year personally and things. And I just thought, you know what, it's time to do it. But it was only like the end of February. And I'd forgotten that the deadline was really soon. So it was like... Okay, Sally, she said, really glad you're taking part of the deadline in two days' time or something. So it's like, okay, I better write something. <laughs> um, and so there are loads of different things I could have shared. But being a host, I think, I don't know, I come from the heart and I just really like to care for people and make sure they're okay. So, yeah, it's really hard to, um, to select what to choose for the chapter. but. Um, I'm desperate to read everybody else's as well uh, but I just really love hosting people and giving them a great stay and sometimes it's for really happy reasons you know people are staying for a week or something maybe longer because they're traveling with their family maybe going to London and stuff other times it might be like you know months of working here and we just make sure they're okay and they love it um, you know, they've got places to park, even though there isn't any parking. So that's like sort of become a magician at this point. Um, <laughs> and, and um, you know, they've got all the um, different channels they want to see, sports and everything, um, and just chat to them. So some guests I do speak to um, quite often, even though we've got the VAs, just because they like to have a chat. So it's fine. Um, and it's really nice. You find out all sorts of things. And um, then other people are here because we've got a hospital quite nearby for, well, nice things like having babies and family and traveling here and other people have sort of sad things. So you have all the whole spectrum of life, really. Um, you know, I just really like to have compassion for people because you don't know what's going on with somebody. Sometimes people are a bit grumpy and I like to think, well, I have no idea why that is because they probably have something going on in their lives. So it's really just to care for people and make sure they're okay. There's two things which has come evident, obviously, by looking behind the hosts and, and seeing, I mean, we were talking to uh, Pamela Holt from uh, near Lake Michigan the other day, and uh, she said a similar sort of thing. You've kind of got to have that innate 
caring, wanting to look after people. That's something that we see in hosts, you know, across the across the world, and certainly something which I'm looking forward to seeing the evidence within the the book when it comes out. So obviously, the book is is launching in May, and you know, it's one of those things where the stories will be so varied in it. Like you say, people will be staying for different reasons. Some people in the book are, are coaches. Mark Simpson's in there. Julie George is in there, and you've got amazing people from across the industry who are putting their stories together. I know their stories from, you know, how people start hosting their worst guest, their best guest, <laughs> saving somebody's life is in there. There's all these different things. And you, you really, um, you know, reminded me that being that adaptable person is so important as a host to just be adaptable. Like, like you, you've had these situations and to be, um, positive and optimistic about it as well you know like if, if you know to to be able to jump in and know that you'll be able to to host and care for these people in in their various different ways so it's really cool it's really cool yeah, so. it's good and you meet all sorts of people obviously you don't always meet people but mm-hmm. a lot of it is remote but quite often you do um if, when there's so long time um yeah so it's it's really fascinating it is so long may it continue and I think the the book's just going to be amazing to to I don't know hear about all the different locations people are apart from anything else we can all go and stay in all these wonderful parts of the world and know who the hosts are but yeah just to hear how they um encountered different situations maybe I don't know who they've had staying funny I mean funny things happen all the time it's just hilarious sometimes there is what is the um you know is there any guests that stick out in your mind where you'd say that was so random any guests that you've had which stayed in your uh sort of red hill apartments which you can think yeah there's some i probably won't mention (laughs) (laughs) that's the trouble our minds instantly go to the oh i I can't say that on a podcast or i can't say that on a on a sort of on a live so because of what they did um be prepared, oh. isn't it? Is the story. Be prepared for absolutely anything and some things which you may not be able to say publicly, which <laughs> you find, unfortunately, which is the nature of the game. Do you know what I mean? That is the nature of the game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so many people are just lovely. Um, and, you know, people worry about who they're going to have to stay and what it's going to be like. But um, most of the time, it's just brilliant fun um, helping people, getting to know them. And um, oh, I don't know, there's so many people I find it really quite hard to choose an example. But funny things that happen, I guess, um, is that sometimes you, although we do a lot of guest due diligence, sometimes somebody slips through the net who maybe isn't staying for a holiday and they're working in a certain profession, the oldest profession. So once I was here and somebody had stayed the previous week, we'd realised what had happened, but the apartment was fine, but we don't allow it and I think it's really sad it happens I might be um beating about the bush a bit too much but then anyway hopefully you know what I'm talking about and so this guy knocks at the door when I was actually here um because I had a zoom call and I thought he meant he wanted to stay because he's saying oh yeah I I want to book to stay um okay great I said that's really quite odd though because we advertise online and um you know, what I can do, though, is, is take the details and um, the team can sort out the booking, check our availability and everything. Um, <laughs> He's thinking, oh, my God, you've got a team for this. this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, so um, he said he was working in the area. So I just chatted to him a bit. And then 
I said, okay, so I took his details and then I said, so how long do you want to stay for? And he said, oh, about an hour. <laughs> okay. Oh dear, all the signs were there. When, 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 did, when did it drop where you were like, oh God, this isn't, and how did you deal with that? How did you? Oh, how... I'm quite over. I just, ah, oh, right. That's why you're here. I'm so sorry. What we do is rent these properties <laughs> out for like, you know, a minimum of two days for people who want to come and stay and work or leisure guests who are having a time with and bless him, he was so embarrassed, but I was I, oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. That's a story <laughs> that's a story that you can tell and he probably can't, to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah. And the yeah. funniest thing was is I said, Oh, I'm not normally here. And the penny kind of dropped with me when he said, oh, yes, I saw this girl. I think she's Brazilian. And I thought, oh, maybe it was that previous guest. Yeah. Um, and so he probably thought I was the um, madam. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Let's just be prepared for anything in, in you know, short term rental. It, it, it happens, unfortunately, doesn't it? It is it's something which happens. But yeah, that's I've not had anything similar to that. So, uh, yeah. But do you know what? Another skill which I've picked up on is just being really good with communication. You know, like you being able to communicate with people from landlords to, you know, guests who are here for leisure, guests, like you say, who may be here at the hospital for various reasons. And then dealing with people, you know, sometimes quite sternly, if you've got guests which haven't looked after your place and that side of things, you, you kind of need to have that various uh, ability to communicate on all those levels. So, yeah, yeah, always diplomatic, but um, well, except we once had to call the police, but we won't go into that. <laughs> really, uh, that's, that's for another another story. So that's another story. <laughs> one thing I'd love to dive into, obviously, we, we've obviously, you've got the podcast, you've got your uh, service accommodation units, and obviously we've, we've covered the book, but I'd love to know what tools that you use within your business that you couldn't do without, that somebody listening to this, obviously, uh, looking to pick up tips of, of what they could apply to their business. What tools do you use either every day or something which you go, do you know what, that has changed the way I run my business and that's so important to have? Okay, so definitely a channel manager. Um, we used to have quite a simple one, but now we use a bit more of a sophisticated one, um, which is Red Harmonics. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's really cool. It's more of a property management system as well. Um, but Asana um, links in with all of our systems too. And because I think it's really important to delegate, we've actually got a bit of a suite of systems. Um, my husband still writes amazing spreadsheets, which are bespoke and do all sorts of things. I'm a good tester because I break spreadsheets really well. So <laughs> you can make them really robust. So if um, anybody listening and needs a spreadsheet test, just send it, send it to Sally. She'll yeah, yeah, break yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so Asana and anything that you use for sharing. So we, we've used Trello quite a lot, but we mm -hmm. kind of probably, that's probably going on the back burner. But if you like things that are visual, Trello is a really good alternative to Asana. But Asana is amazing. Just for sharing what's happening in your business with other people, updating, messaging each other. And um, so that in conjunction with our channel manager, we would definitely not be without... Um, we do use a few other tools like Slack for quick communication and, and stuff like that. And our team um, have a VoIP system that they use, so they make phone calls and everything. So I don't have to answer the phone all the time. And um, you know, so you I don't think... get you don't get the calls overnight anymore. <laughs> so yeah, um, somebody was asking me last night actually. You know, do you 
answer the phone when it's ringing. It's like, no. Well, <laughs> yeah, that. One of the um, first things you outsource is to try and uh, try and get that to your team if you've got a team obviously in place, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously when needed, um, I'm really happy to speak to people, whether it's guests or corporate agents or other types of agent or anybody, you know, um, to do with property or the business. Um, it's just that if you're doing that all day, you can't focus on, you know, improving things and growing the business. So I think it's really important to have that support. And also it means that if you've got a system in place, your guests have a, a predictable experience. They can have a lovely time and they often want to come back. So they know it's going to be the same. It's not going to be a radically different thing going on because people like to be reassured and have a bit of certainty, don't they? So all those kind of things with our systems, I think, are good. Do you know, that reminds me of a, a story of, um, I think this was read in one of the, the books, one of the, the famous books, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one of those. I have, to, I have to remember which one it is. But they were talking about um, when they went for a haircut once. And, uh, you know, the, the first time they went there, they get served a cup of tea. The second time they go there, they get served a glass of wine. The third time, they don't get anything at all. And they stopped going back because of the inconsistencies yeah. with what they didn't know what to expect. And this is one thing we see in the big hotel chains that you can pretty much book any one of them in any location. And you kind of know what you're going to get every single time. And building that trust with guests is so important for us as, as hosts of our you know, short term rental uh, units. It's so important that we get that consistency right. So they know that when they book once, they know what they'll get again and not be disappointed or, or you know, sort of confused by our offering. So, yeah, that's yeah. so important to have that. That's it. Awesome. I, I so what, what? Sorry. You go. <laughs> there you go. I think it's really good um, if we can develop that trust and people can rely on us because some people rely completely on online travel agents. And I know obviously you and, and Mark Simpson are huge um, advocates of getting direct bookings but some people are actually quite scared of it but obviously the lockdown experience taught us all that it's much better to diversify and we get loads of direct bookings and I think if you can't build that trust and, and can't give a consistent service people are going to struggle to keep staying with you aren't they so I think it's really important to try and focus on that and um, be there so every which way you can be there for your guests when they need to need you, but also provide the same or improve the service you give. Because obviously, if they would like something else, then you can help them with that as well. Because we're here to help them. Yeah. But yeah, trust is. I like doing thing. the special special requests like today. He does you know? Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. And special the. Request. You know, talking about the trust, and I know there's some uh, accreditors across the industry. People like IPRAC are amazing to to help build trust with guests, and certainly get yeah. more people move across from Booking.com, Airbnb, onto you know trust the host and, and and book direct. But the key thing you've mentioned it is actually just having a personable kind of service where where people can talk to you. You know, they can. Um, you know, through experience and referrals, you're going to get more and more people trust you. And the more we do that with our guests across the industry, the more they'll be more confident to book with people direct if they've had a good experience with one of us. So by us all raising our game and making sure we're delivering on our on our words, making sure our places are clean, it's kind of helping everyone. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's definitely, really definitely. Yeah, for sure. I think IPRAC's great. We're part of IPRAC, so guests can register their bookings for their peace of mind if they you know, want to do that and we advertise that. 
but yeah, you do have to deliver on it, obviously, and uh, be there. So, but I think it's a brilliant thing that IPAC exists because people can see exactly who you are. You know, you've got your incorporation of your company, who runs it, the bio, um, images of your property, and the fact you've got um, you know bank account for your business and all of that, so they can check you out rather than finding you online and discovering that um, the property doesn't exist or something awful like that, which can happen obviously through booking.com and Airbnb as well. So Exactly. Um, no, nobody nobody wants to feel uneasy about booking through someone and, and with services like IPRAC, it just makes it so much easier to to see there's a third party, a foot accredited party involved who who can verify the get the you know the the host. So it is exactly. amazing. So what does the future hold uh, for yourself, Sally, for Helmswood Service Departments? You know, what, what, what does the future look like? Oh, the future is exciting. So obviously um, the lockdown's kind of ending. We're getting busy again. People are traveling more. People are working away more. And I think it has been a little bit slow at the beginning of the year, but we're gaining momentum. So um, we're looking to expand and um, get houses as well because um, apartments are brilliant, but I think houses are great um, for you know groups of guests or certain numbers of guests. Yeah. Uh, so that would be a thing that we're doing. And I also want to um, do a bit more in our community. So because networking wasn't really possible, I did quite a lot of online networking. So I'm getting much more um, into our business community and, and what we can do in the area um you know charitable things that we can do as well and you know sustainability and everything is a really big thing so we're researching really how to improve all of those things because you know we try and be green i wouldn't say um uh, i can't claim to be completely i don't think we need to do a bit of an audit of that kind of thing but i think it's really important because you know it's our planet we need to look after it yeah. but one thing after people Guests are looking for now, aren't they? And uh, do you know that's amazing? Reaching out to the business communities, and if you, are you talking about in your local area as well, getting yeah. involved in that? Yeah, it's, it's something that again we see from hosts. If you get more involved in uh, the community, who are they going to recommend when you know when they've got people coming to the area? Well, they're going to recommend you know yourself and your your business. So exactly, um, and not only that, it feels good to help out the local community, which is also funding your business do you know what I mean it's, it's, yeah. it is a give and you get sort of thing from it so definitely and there's lots of developments of you know leisure areas in Red Hill is going to have a new light cinema and loads of stuff going on and um, we're friendly with our local council as well because I know some SA operators they have difficulties with that kind of thing um, but you know we're fully compliant and find all of that kind of thing important so you know, the council are really supportive here, actually, and they sponsor some yeah. different events and things for businesses. So I go to those as well as, you know, local business networking that's separate. Um, so I think it's really good to just get on board with lots of people and people in our area. We can work together to provide extra services for our guests as well. So it's all kind of improving what we do and, you know, making it more available um different locations as well so a rising tide floats all the ships doesn't it a rising tide will will do that so what i'd like to do is obviously it's been awesome i'd just like a couple of fun questions just at the end here these quick fire questions but you know you can short <laughs> or as long answers as you like um iphone or android sally oh iphone iphone yeah that's a tick it's good <laughs> um, android or facebook 
Sorry, oh, sorry at Android or Facebook, Instagram or Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> you confused me there. I'm Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Awesome. And what is the one app you use on your phone all the time, you know, every day? Uh, the one app, uh, well, Slack, I guess, to talk Slack. to my team. Communication. Um, yeah. And lastly, we're all about travel. So where would you recommend, you know, where is, where should people go and see and where is your favorite travel destination? Oh, well, apart from Red Hill, we mean. Uh, well, that's on the map. I know that is on the map. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a circle around it. I will travel there. <laughs> oh, loads of places. So um, in the UK, I really love places like Cornwall. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like the feeling of velvety soft sand between your toes. Um, and I don't know, anywhere in Italy, I completely love. Um, yeah, I'm escaping to Rome in May, so that's exciting. Just oh, nice. Travel's weekend. opened up again, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's nice to yeah. be able to look forward to that. And yeah, just to, to close on, I know you've been in the Boostly Academy, um, you know, for, for quite a while now, haven't you? It's, I think a similar time to me, we, we joined the Boostly Academy, which is obviously Mark's training academy. Uh, how, have, how has it helped you during that time? Oh, I've done loads of his campaigns that he does. And, uh, you know, often he gets lots more people joining at those. But it's amazing to have all those different ideas. And most recently I did um, the one with Paul Anderson about Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that was brilliant because, well, mostly I know Instagram from my kids who are in their early 20s. <laughs> you know, I haven't got around to learning it in detail, but Paul opened my eyes. So all those kind of things is brilliant. And also just all the uh, Facebook help and support for everybody. I, I really love that too. So, yeah, I mean, I, there's so much because marketing is obviously really important. Social media, um, we all need to use, but use it in a, a strategic way, I think is yeah. the word, isn't it? Um, it's being, yeah, it's being it's the producer of it, isn't it? Not the consumer of it, but producing posts and, and having a strategy on there is so important. And we actually had Paul on the uh, podcast recently, and he's just a hive of information also in the book as well, isn't he? So, and also yes. in the community. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, absolutely amazing. Well, Sally, today has been absolutely amazing. I mean, I've picked up so many, you know, communication, making sure that you're, uh, you know, sort of identifying your guest avatar, uh, making sure that you're reaching out in your communities and that side of things. There's so many tips that people can pick up from today from yourself. If people want more information, you mentioned you've got the Facebook group and uh, obviously the podcast. How can people find these things? Uh, so there's a, a link tree dot Sally Kemba, which has got like everything. Um, but the podcast is service to, uh, service accommodation secrets. You can search that up on iTunes. Um, I think that's probably the best way. Yeah. Awesome. And if people want to get in touch, can they do so on social media or anything like that? Is that just going through the link tree? Oh, for sure. So at Sally Kemba and Instagram. Our company is Helmswood, so Helmswood Service Department, so it's Helmswood SA, so either of those is all good. Awesome, awesome. That's, uh, well, you've put it on the map. People are going to be flocking to, to Red Hill now and getting in touch. And, uh, yeah, look forward to, you know, we've got the book launch coming up in May, so I'm sure I'm going to see you there. Fantastic. And uh, thanks again for today, Sally. It's been really interesting and uh, really enjoyed it. Oh, thanks so much, Liam. It's been really good to speak with you. Thank you for having me on.
No worries. See you again.